Welcome to Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And normally this is a podcast where we talk about two similar bad movies and, you know, rate them in different categories to figure out which one is better. But this time, like last time, we are going to be focusing on only one movie. We so it's, do what we want. Yeah, yeah. We don't... We don't answer to nobody. It is part of the series I call Faint Praise Extra, where we talk about movies that wouldn't normally be showing up on this kind of like bad movie podcast format. Although a lot of the ones that we've talked about, Faint Praise Extra, have been bad. Were legitimate. They're usually faint just because they're somewhat interesting or, or unique in some way, but there's not necessarily one that works in in a theme that to watch them both so right usually new right and this one uh this one that i chose does still kind of fit into a theme and we could talk about that a little bit well there's always themes but i mean like you'd have to find something else to match the theme to do our normal format yeah yeah well it does it does have kind of a natural matching theme so the movie that we're talking about specifically is overlord from right this moment out in theaters 2018 and originally i was not at all interested in seeing this movie. Yeah, they didn't. I don't like the, and especially after watching the movie, I don't think their marketing they did a, was very good. They at did all. a terrible job with the trailers. Yeah. The trailers made it look like this so rocking action because they use like ACDC in it. Yeah, and they're showing all the action scenes, and it was more of a thriller than an action movie. Yeah, the 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 um the trailers made it feel like it was going to be like a Planet Terror type thing right like, like kind a of a grindhouse, grindhouse type, yeah not quite exploitation cheesy, but just goofy zombie violence and like really over the top right which it wasn't right and the genre of this film is sort of a an oddly not ubiquitous but oddly popular genre of nazi zombies which right. you can find a lot of movies in that genre and they are typically exploitation b movies right. you know not even trying to be anything that's going to be released in theaters. So especially when you realize that that's what this movie is and the way that they marketed it, you had this distinct image of what it was going to right. be that didn't turn think, out to be what I it think was they were, at all. They named it terribly and they marketed the it terribly. The, ma- the name has nothing to do with anything. Overlord. It sounds any like sense. a video game yeah. name. Right. Yeah. And it kind, of, it kind of goes along, I guess, with like the theme of what we thought you know, by the previews, like we were talking about. Yeah. The kind of image. But it does, so it wasn't named well and wasn't, the preview didn't do yeah. a very good job of. Yeah, yeah. So, and I have seen, I remember one time a few years ago with friends, we had a day where we sat down and watched a couple of these, like, we had like Nazis a. Nazis on the dark side of the moon or Yeah, yeah, like Nazi zombie movie marathon, and we watched Dead Snow, and yeah, the, the yeah, there was something about like, them on the moon. Yeah. And there was one that had Mecha Hitler and right. stuff. You know, these are just total garbage movies, and that's all they aspired to be. You know those people that really still think that there's like Nazis in the. On the far side of the moon? No, like in the Antarctica. There's like a Nazi base. Wow. Is this is this a large group of people who think this? Larger or just like two people? Be. Larger than <laughs> well, it should be. Even two people would be two people more it than should think it. might not approach the levels of flat earthers, which is shockingly <laughs> large. Yeah. But it's they're out there. Yeah. So I guess Antarctica just because nobody would look for them well, there? I think, no, I think that they think that the, the Third Reich like never really went away and it just like absorbed in like Hydra style into all levels of government and stuff, but their actual like military bases are sequestered away and yeah. it's really weird shit. It is weird. You know, I'm not totally, I don't find conspiracy theories uninteresting, but they, they have, have to, to have some like some kernel, plausibility at yeah. least. Some kernel of like, hey, I could see how that could be. Well, the evidence is always hilarious, be. too. Because yeah. the evidence is something like, so there's this huge base of Nazis in Antarctica. Like, wouldn't we know something about it? And they're like, well, this one uh, U.S. senator went to Antarctica, and they didn't say why. It's proving my whole thing. <laughs> and you're like, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> 
<laughs> or they wouldn't. There was an explorer who tried to go through there and they blocked him, <laughs> yeah. proving this entire seven volume set of Nazis in Antarctica true. It's not because like, they knew the guy quite. would fucking die if he went any there. Yeah. No, infinite number of reasons. Yeah, they're probably testing nuclear stuff out Meeting there, and that's why. Inuit yeah. mistress out there. Right. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Could literally be anything. <laughs> No, it's definitely Nazis, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the Nazi conspiracy theories are not particularly interesting because honestly... they're so insane. And honestly, the Nazis, I don't want to say they're not interesting, but they're you, they're kind of straightforward, you know? Right. You know why they came about, if you know anything about World War One history right. and, like, the aftermath of that in Europe, you know? World War Two has been very widely covered in... A lot yeah, of I, don't, I, I honestly don't yeah. think that they use them so frequently because they're interesting it's just because they're so easy to be like the you automatically evil. know they're bad guys you're never going to feel bad for them you yeah. don't have to explain why they're doing what they're doing they're just nazis they do bad things which i think and it's kind of lazy honestly it is and i honestly also it's weird to me that there's a mashup of nazis and zombies being so popular because zombies also have that allure and that's part of the thing of just senseless bad guy evil you it know can, it doesn't matter yeah you can just have your good you guys killing people to them and no yeah, one cares ex- exactly. no one cares if you're mowing down large crowds of either zombies or nazis so why mix the two you've I already got it because they in. did do all these weird experiments and stuff yeah you know nothing like zombies but they did all sorts of bizarre shit like that and even right. they had a lot of occult related stuff that they did too you know so it wasn't yeah. just totally out of nowhere right right so so this movie is not so overlord is not it is in that genre but, but it's it not the same place, kind of movie. Right, it's it actually a, it's a real movie. It's more of a legitimate like, war movie than it is one of these. Yeah. They just have those. Because honestly, I think that, what was, do you know the runtime of this movie? It felt long. Um, I think it should have. Just a second and I will. They should have cut like 20 minutes out of it, I think. An hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, it should have been an hour and a half Because movie. there was, a, um, their part where they were basically, once they'd gotten to the village with the woman, before they actually start assaulting the camp was way too long. Yeah. That part was way too long. And it was like, yes. it, it killed the pacing of the whole thing. Yes. Yes. And, but that part of the movie was basically like a pure thriller. Right. In the middle portion there. You yeah. have this, like, a uh, Saving Private Ryan style intro where it's like crazy war scene, planes being shot down, whatever, crashing in enemy territory. And then all of a sudden it jumps right into like a thriller movie where nothing much happens other than tension for like 30 full minutes. Yeah. And you don't see the... Are they going to be found? Is this, you know, what's right. going to so happen honestly, between the, the French the girl who's housing about, them? about like Nazi zombies is not an enormous part of this movie. No, no. It's a small part of it. Last half movie. hour maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even really central to the plot. No. The plot is their mission to like take down this radio tower in support of D-Day troops. And like what's... D-Day is going to fail if these three guys don't finish this. And what's funny is they overtly admit that right. with the Wyatt Russell character being like this is not our fucking mission well, that's why i don't think our it mission was a is problem. not to kill nazi right. zombies that's... our mission is to take down this right. tower which why i don't think it was a problem with the movie it was a problem with the marketing yes yes because that was only thing that they're like nazi zombies right they're gonna shoot them right thousand year soldiers yeah. acdc yeah. throw a flamethrower and you're like this was all like the last seven minutes of the movie right. <laughs> yeah. and definitely like an afterthought so not an afterthought but, right. but it yeah. was like in the background of like weird shit the nazis are doing that was about it right that right. was really it. So at there least... There were like two zombies. Yeah. Three if you count... Well, these are spoilers, by the way. They're, we're going to start spoilers. So if you count like their own guys that get injected, there's four 
five zombies maybe mm-hmm. yeah i mean we're gonna keep this we're gonna keep this review as spoiler free yeah, as we're not we gonna can. run through a whole synopsis we're, but yeah. we're gonna talk we're not about gonna go we're happens. not gonna go beat by beat into the plot but and if everything. you really want to not be have any spoilers you should watch it first yes but i mean this is a movie that goes the way that you think it's gonna go right. so i guess that's a spoiler in itself right. but like you're not gonna walk out of it surprised much. other than your probably expectations were probably a little different. Yes, yes. So, um, so the reason I ultimately decided I wanted to see this movie because originally I was just like, nope, hard pass. Um, was because uh, my favorite movie review reviewers, Red Letter Media, Half in the Bag, they featured it on Half in the Bag, and uh, one of them gave it an absolutely glowing review. And the other was one, it Mike? yes, yeah. the other one, Jay laughed at him and just c- constantly said it was fine. <laughs> and, and I kind of uh, feel that way. I think yeah. it, was, it was good. I'd say it was a good movie. I think yeah. the, the pacing in the middle was off, but not that part of the movie wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. You just know from the previews that there's this stuff and they're like, shit, we're 45 minutes in and there hasn't been a single Nazi zombie yet. Right. There's barely been any Nazis. Right, right. So, uh, so Mike completely, he just thought it was great. He was singing its praises. Go see this movie. It's great. It's Saving Private Ryan meets you know, zombie movie, blah, blah, blah. It was a lot more Saving Private Ryan yeah. than it was zombie movie. And I've been very in the mood for World War II stuff recently. Yeah. I watched Saving Private Ryan recently. I've been watching a lot of Band of Brothers. I've been listening to like World War I histories. Obviously, I know it's not the same thing, but I've just kind of been in that mood. So then when they said that i was like hey okay let's go let's go see it and uh i wonder if we can finagle a podcast out of this and then the other reason why i feel like it actually does fit into this podcast and have kind of a theme is because apparently this was supposed to be another entry in the cloverfield series oh my god yeah yeah it was supposed to be like a prequel it was so cloverfield the franchise it has become just an anthology. It's not right. even you can't even really call it a series because no, it's an the anthology, movies are obviously but are not ostensibly connected. in the same universe. I mean, there's supposed right. to be the same universe, so right. all this stuff is supposed to have happened, and the other stuff did happen too. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really talk about it or mention it ever. Yeah. So the problem is, I mean, the first Cloverfield movie was fine, just run of the mill monster movie done pretty Cloverfield well. Paradox was pretty good. Or not paradox. The oh Cloverfield Lane. I Cloverfield I just, Lane. I almost had. I almost had a heart attack. I never right saw now Cloverfield Paradox. That. I meant the second one with John Goodman. Yes, yes. Cloverfield Ten Cloverfield Lane, Lane was yeah. good, and they tacked on an ending that made it more connected to Cloverfield, and that was fine. The ending pissed some people off. Didn't piss me off. I was like, hey, it actually kind of felt like a Cloverfield movie right. then. And then the Cloverfield Paradox was a sham, a scam, right. a flim flam. Total- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was an embarrassing misstep. I got caught up in it. It was like brilliant everyone marketing else. with just total nothing behind it. Yes, it was brilliant like the marketing they and they totally wasted, wasted that it. technique yes. on yeah. this a total like joke kind of it's like this was this disaster movie that they ended up with. They're like, how can we squeeze extra to me the the, the plan was similar to like making Transmorphers on Redbox and hoping that ha- 10% of the people that go to watch Transformers accidentally rent it. It's like, this is your business model to trick people. Yeah. And you're going to ruin this whole, like, you have this huge reputation for, like, Netflix and Cloverfield, which at that point most people thought well of. Yes. You know, they like both movies were at least okay. Yes. And, and they're like, ooh, another interesting one that's somehow related. Yeah. And they just totally wasted that just to, like, haha, we're going to take this nothing movie and actually get people to maybe watch it. What a horrible miscalculation. Yeah, they torpedoed idea. it. Netflix is fine. People are still, I mean, because Netflix is still like, 
putting out some quality movies and stuff after and that. And in a way, but they're they separated. Their, their brand the, isn't are, like yeah. that linked to each individual movie. Yeah. And since they don't do stuff like that that often, they haven't really pissed people off. If they did right. more of that shit, people would just be like, what the fuck? Well, the next time, if they try that again with that kind of marketing technique of like springing a movie on people at the, during well, the, the Super Bowl. the only good thing that helps yeah. them is probably... I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> well, most people already have Netflix. So yeah. even if they trick you, they didn't trick you out of anything. Right. You're just like, you idiots. But people who maybe went and signed up for Netflix because of that, yeah. which I'm sure there were a couple, yeah, yeah not maybe. a lot, but they're probably like, right. are you fucking kidding me? But it this basically, trash? It, it did torpedo the uh, Cloverfield, Cloverfield name. Yeah. name. And they're, they haven't totally given up on it, apparently. They are still talking about more Cloverfield movies. But I remember when I watched the Cloverfield Paradox, it blew my fucking mind with how bad it was. And I instantly started looking stuff up about it. And I remembered that they had said that, oh, they've already got another film in the works. It's supposed to be out later this year. And I didn't overtly remember the name of it. But once Overlord came out and some other people started, it's in the same production company. It's J.J. Abrams. Right. Uh, And other people were like, I think this was supposed to be another Cloverfield movie. I was like, yes, this is the one that when I looked it up, they said. Which doesn't make any sense. No, it has nothing to do with it. Unless they had significantly different vision for what, like Cloverfield was all related to some sort of extraterrestrials. Yeah. Something to do with aliens or creatures. Right. Not with, like, experimentation and zombies and anything like that. Right, Doesn't right. Doesn't make any... Like, what would be the link? Well, yeah, I mean, the Cloverfield Paradox... Yeah, I guess it was extraterrestrial. It, it, was, it was interdimensional. In space, right, it but wasn't it, it was like, supernatural in some way. Whether yeah. that was... I mean, not that extraterrestrials were supernatural, but it wasn't just, like, a scientific kind of thing gone awry. Yeah. Well, I think bad people doing weird stuff. It was literally some sort of aliens or dimensions or something. But I think J.J. Abrams was trying to expand Cloverfield to just be almost like a Twilight Zone look at this weird thing kind of thing. Which it just... Like Outer Limits type thing or Black Mirror type thing. Yes, exactly. But then it doesn't... Then it's meaningless anyway. Like, what the fuck is the point? Make a show like Outer Limits. Just call it Cloverfield. So anyway, a few months after Cloverfield, uh, Cloverfield Paradox... J.J. Abrams apparently denied that Overlord was supposed to be part of it. I think because by that point, everybody was just like, what the fuck? It would have hurt them to associate it with it. So so they definitely were like planning on making it a Cloverfield thing. And then they backpedaled and then they put this out. So it, uh, we're not going to do the typical comparison to the Cloverfield paradox because there is no comparison. That is barely a movie. Right. <laughs> um, that is that is red box garbage. Right. That is worse than the average Nazi zombie movie out <laughs> yeah, there. Not even as entertaining. And Overlord is actually a, a regular movie. movie. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna keep the same general format we have, where we're gonna take our four categories that we rate up to five points in each category. Categories are acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. It's just obviously when we're only talking about one movie, we can't there's no winner it just it wins by default and i guess loses by default too right it is first and last (laughs) uh so starting with acting what now we don't put as much effort into coming up with the scores in these faint we haven't done them ahead of time episodes it's more of just like us figuring it out off the cuff but i would say acting was totally fine yeah i'd say three and a half ish somewhere in that range i was gonna say three but three and a half is totally something where um three three and a half like you never think about the acting throughout them at any point in the movie that i ever think good or bad yeah. notice acting. Yeah. Which is sort of, in a movie like this, that's all you can hope for. Yeah, you know, I I would I would say three and a half is probably a little high because three and a half means you had at least one standout and nobody was that's a true. standout. No one the was only actually reason, like, 
memorable or anything the like that. The only memorable thing about any of the actors is the fact that Kurt Russell's son is in it and he, he looks, looks exactly, so much yeah, like Kurt Russell. He looks so Russell. much like him and even sounds like him in some parts. Yeah, too, it's too. funny because I heard someone say he was that Wyatt Russell was doing a Snake Plissken impersonation and he really wasn't. He He's wouldn't just doing even... his own genetic impersonation exactly. of Kurt yeah. Russell. He's just being very serious and he's <laughs> and being he talk, he's kind like, of badass. And yeah, so, he's yeah. talking in like a low voice or whatever it's going to yeah. sound like Snake Plissken. Yeah, if he, if he did not look like Kurt Russell, no then would nobody that. would yeah. say, this is a Snake Plissken character. Right, because it was nothing, yeah. nothing, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. just nonsense. But in all honesty, uh, we've seen him in a couple other things and I liked him better in the other things that we've seen him in. I didn't love him in this movie. He was just, yeah, just straight forward yeah, fine, fine yeah, competent actor did what and he needed most to in the, the role characters like that yeah so three yeah. three three that's nine, how everybody was like nobody was three, bad yeah, nobody fine. was good yeah totally just because technically that's slightly above like typical but mm-hmm. just competent all com nothing that you would really be like this guy's not that good yeah i could have used some more recognizable actors you know i right. like when i go to a movie i one of the other podcasts i listened to once posed the question when deciding to see a movie or gauging your interest level in it, which categ- which of these three categories is most important? The director, the main actor, or the plot, I think they said. Depends on each. Honestly. I can't answer that without, like, there's some directors does, yeah. that I'm going to see no matter what. Right. But in general, I don't think that's my main reason. In general, I think a- actors is my main reason. Because you can kind of, actors typically st- have genres that they're good at. I would say so more often, kind of, like most of the time, there's not going to be any one of those reasons that that is the reason. Mm-hmm. But if there ever is one of those reasons is the reason, it's probably more often actor than it is yeah. the other two. Yeah, because, I mean, the actor is the they're the face of the movie, And the directors literally. that are, fall into that category for me are just not nearly as prolific as actors. Yes. So it just doesn't have, like, James Cameron or John Carpenter or any of these yeah. other people, you know, they're just not making movies yeah. you know, f- anymore anyway most of the time. Right. But just in general, like a good, I can't think of any other, like the Coen Brothers or something. Yeah. How often does a Coen Brothers movie even come out? Right. Right. Versus if you're like going to see every Tom Cruise movie most of the time, it's a hell of a lot more often yeah. than just a good director. Yeah, so I think for me, I mean, it's because like when you're watching a movie, you're just you're hanging out with the actors, basically. They're selling it for you. Right. Yes, the director crafted the whole movie, but the actor is delivering it to you. So to me, when you come across a movie like Overlord that just doesn't really have any big name, any super recognizable actors or... Who is the director? Oh, the director is a nobody. Yeah, so we have neither of those, really. But the thing is, I mean, these actors were all competent and fine, but none of them were intriguing. So the only intriguing one was Kurt Russell Jr. Right. because you're like, hey, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell. His character wasn't really intriguing in any way. So anyway, I was... It's funny, they tried to make him like some weird background. You don't know why he got in, and they never went anywhere with that. Yeah. Like, they tried to add a little bit of intrigue, because he was the newest guy to the unit, and they were like, this guy's kind of shady. I heard he punched an officer, and that's why he got in here. And and then he was grumpy, and no no one knew him, but he was in charge, so it kind of set up a weird... But they never went anywhere with that. Nope. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered at all if he was like had already been in the unit or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. he could have just been like the silent guy in the unit that everybody was like, "Watch out for him." Because the only He'll, time that uh, they would like defy his orders was not related to him being new or anything. It was just related to they didn't want to do that kind yeah. of thing. So which yeah. would have happened anyway. All right, so, uh, so three is fine. Yeah, yeah three, three, three and a half. I moving on to visuals. What do you have to say about visuals? Visuals were pretty good. I think I, this movie must have been fairly expensive. Visuals were the reason for this movie, right? And so. not for the zombie stuff because that was whatever. It was. I mean, they looked good. It wasn't all CG. It was a lot of good physical effects for the makeup and of the zombies and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the times that they did use some digital effects, like when a guy's face is half missing, they did a good job of merging it. 
yeah. with the physical makeup and stuff like that. So I thought the visuals were pretty good, especially, but more so for the actual war stuff yeah. than the um, than the zombie stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Everything production, real, you know, it the, the production quality. budget was $38 million. So actually, that's a fairly that's low, low budget. Yeah, I'm surprised. That's a mid-budget. It's low to like mid. like this, it's low. Yeah. But they did a good job with their with budget. Guns, explosions. You and... really can't complain about the visuals. No, um, good. Yeah, so I would actually say probably four, four for yeah. visuals. Could have been better by having cuter guys, right. you know. I did not. No, I'm, that's a joke. But <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the improvements I would have made to this story were in structure yeah. and in casting, not in visuals. The visual, right. the 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 visual setup was all there. I agree with everything you said, so I don't really have anything else to say about visuals. Uh, yeah. Moving, so you say four as well? Sure. Yeah, three and a half, four, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, moving, Nothing too, no individual visuals were super memorable or anything, but... To me, there was a there was a visual that once they start to introduce the experiments that the Nazis are doing... When he's first searching around. When he's first searching around. Stuff, those like, were good. Those, those were, were good, the best yeah. visuals. And like there the was... severed head that's still talking. A severed head that was still talking. I wish they would have done more of yeah. that stuff. Uh, but probably that was, was money related. Yeah. Because like the, when they're running through the building, they don't come across the stuff ever again. It's, yeah. it's sort of like just to set up the weirdness. And right. It probably is related to just being too expensive. To, right, right. So that stuff was more interesting than like really the actual stuff. two zombies that they, right. that they had. And um, the... The war scene at the beginning where they're jumping out of planes. I always really like those kinds That's, of scenes. Good, those scenes are, yeah, too, those yeah. scenes are why I like war movies. Actually, one of the reasons I love Edge of Tomorrow so much is because, because even though that's a futuristic sci-fi movie, they still recreate that type of scene that and ambiance. feeling very well of like, you know, how dangerous it is to war, like yeah. jump out of the plane into like a battle that's going like a on. a beachhead type battle. Yeah, yeah, and the complete randomness of actually making it, it kind of doesn't right. matter how much of a badass right. you are it's just he, luck he makes it by like learning what happens more so than actually being good at it yeah yeah i mean he's actually they never try to make the main character very competent he's right. not actually and even in this one you have people yeah. that like he's not the guys that make it just kind of by luck too. yeah no, no I, that's when i was talking i meant yeah. overlord i wasn't talking about edge of yeah. tomorrow oh and edge of tomorrow he's overtly incompetent right. yeah Empowerly yeah in yeah but in overlord your main character who who is a nobody he's a he's, he's a non Non John but even Boyega. The unit, it's just in general, it's not a bunch of badasses or something. No, they no. just some of the guys gets hung up and like killed by the sergeant gets ambushed. You know, right? As soon as he lands and just stuff like that. Like, right. Just, it's just like luck of the draw. Right. Who made it down? Okay, cool. Let's get this mission done. Right. Um, so moving on to structure. What do you have to say about structure? I what I already mentioned. I think the biggest issue was a little bit of pacing problems in the middle. Right. You know because but like I said, part of that's related to how they presented it. They presented this movie as as being a creepy kind of slow-paced thriller, then you'd be like, "Wow." And then all of a sudden it would get nuts and you'd be like, "Whoa, zombies, machine guns." And it, yeah. it would probably be better to experience it that way than the opposite, mm -hmm. which was crazy zombie movie, flamethrower, and then you sit down and you're like, "Nothing's happening yet. This is interesting, yeah. but good war scene, but what, you know, I know this stuff's in the movie cuz that's all you showed me." Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated the tone of this movie. Overall, I appreciated I them the like tone, but I think it was a yeah. little bit that middle section slow after you had that kind of dramatic opening and then you know this stuff is coming, the middle section slowed it down a little bit too much. They just needed to make it shorter. They, they didn't need to change much about it. They needed to it. make it shorter or they needed to beef up 
the characters. You know, the dialogue was they not great. They didn't do much with they it. Didn't like, they didn't use the that time to yeah. enhance the characters at all. No. Other than a little bit about saying, like, oh, this guy's afraid to kill. But again, that didn't come into play. Yeah. He killed the bad guys when he needed to. Yeah. And it wasn't oh, look, an issue. This, oh, look, this French woman will do anything she has to to protect her little brother. Right. Okay, great. You know, like, right. these are very straightforward character traits that they took too long to try to explain and then still Without underdeveloped them. anything. That didn't advance the character. That didn't advance the story. Just right. that section of them being stuck there waiting to do their mission was just it didn't change anything so yeah. it was too long yeah so, so you're just kind of like drumming your fingers other, a little you know, bit like yeah. use that to set up different things or just make it shorter right but in general i still like that part yeah. but it was still good but so overall i liked the tone but something that i really disliked about it and this might be more entertainment value but i'm going to mix it in talking about it here i hated the music and I hated. Huh. I didn't really. I hated the, the musical stings. This movie really wanted to make you jump, right? And it made it unenjoyable for me to watch because it was a movie that didn't need that. No. So they would have, you know, as he's, because this movie. <sighs> If they wanted it to be creepy, it should have been through the visuals. And right. they were accomplishing they were that yeah. for the most part. But it would be like... You don't need overbearing music. You know, he'd be walking into a room and then he'd get surprised by something and there'd be this super loud... Bark! Like, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it was like a little eight-year-old boy that would be standing there that would just be... And then they'd make a little right. bit of a joke out of it. But the musical stings were always way too loud. And I always knew when they were coming. Which makes so it So I actually annoying. stopped watching those parts at some point. So I missed a lot of it because I hate jump scares. <laughs> and this movie telegraphed its jump scares and then had way too loud music. And I'm like, you could have just had this exact same scene with... It would have been silent. It would yeah. have been even creepier. Right, yeah. exactly. And then once the end ramps up and they start fighting the zombies, yeah. it was just the most overbearing... Yeah, with like flamethrower. Right. And I was like, man, this is like... And not not to be mean, but especially I I noticed it mostly when the girl was running from the zombies, right. and she wasn't doing anything particularly badass. She found right. a flamethrower and she flamethrowered a zombie. Good good for her. Right. She she did what a normal person in that situation would. But like as she's running from it, it has this super yeah badass right. music that's just like yelling at you the whole time. So they needed to tone down the music in my opinion. It that's, did yeah, hurt my enjoyment sure. of the movie. Story-wise, the only... Um, because there's a structure element, too. I don't like how... Like, yeah, it makes sense. They have they, they come in this village. They meet this one girl and her little kid brother. But the, at the point where he's, like, ready to refuse orders, basically, to save this kid mm -hmm. and help this girl, they're literally talking about the entire fate of, like, yes. the Allied invasion. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of U.S. soldiers, millions of people in France and Poland and everything, and he's like, no, we need to save this kid. We're risking it all to save this woman and his kid. Like, no, you're being fucking ridiculous. Yes. Think of how many uh, millions of lives are dependent on this. Right. So our main character is named Boys, and he's the one that Eric is talking about. Right. Uh, Wyatt Russell is the secondary main character who is technically in charge of the mission and is trying to and is trying to take down this to radio tell him, like, no, tower. This is our mission. And this boys is the whole is, invasion depends on Yeah, this. boys is just absolutely refusing to do the mission and that's when I mentioned it earlier Wyatt Russell is like Listen, man, these right. fucking zombies are not our goddamn problem. Right. Like, we, we take down the later, tower. And they're like, they'll be dead by then. He's like, well, it's Sorry. fucking war. Yeah, you know what? what? You There's want? a lot of dead There's French kids dead around people. Yeah, there's yeah. Dead people. That's what's so dumb. It's like, There's dead people everywhere. People are going to continue to die. Million, like Hundreds of thousands of people will die if this doesn't work. The right. entire invasion will fail. Right. So I 
pretty much, I wouldn't say I overtly disliked the main character, but he was frustrating. They don't give you a reason, yeah. And he got more frustrating as the movie went on. For that reason. Yeah, yeah. because, and it's funny because they tried to salvage it at the end when, like I said, spoiler alert, they win, you know. Right. Uh, so at the end, some other army guy is talking to boys and is like, basically, you made the right decision to go in under the church to get the tower instead of going in on top, which is what Wyatt Russell had wanted to do, just basically go right for the tower. So it's funny because it felt like they were backpedaling and trying to make it be like, see, it was a better plan anyway. He wasn't just doing it because of the kid. It was like, he He was just doing it because of the kid. He got lucky because it ended up being better that way. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and, but what they should have had is that character you know, initially you think he's saying that because he wants to save the kid. And then he brings up the fact that it's right. actually more likely to succeed, succeed. And that's why Wyatt Russell ends up doing it. Right. So they could have played it a little bit differently and made it less frustrating. Right. But right, I did. He, he already had a way. I thought they were just going to be like, well, I've got a way to get in here. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like, because where, where, how are they going to get into the compound otherwise? Right. Right. Because he'd already gotten in and out. Right. He'd like saved another one of their army guys. That's when he saw all the stuff. So it actually was a better plan than trying to go in right. at the top like Wyatt Russell wanted to do. But um, but it was weird. Yeah. They played it more for like the, no, I want to save this kid. Right. And, like, I, you know. No, that's that's Which, imp- given the rest of the. It's not the as important setup, as the rest of not, what's going it's on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So I actually would not give it a fantastic structure. Score. No, me neither. Because yeah. of those issues. Maybe. I would say two. Yeah, two two and a half. Yeah, because like two and a half, I think, is you know, it's yeah, neutral. probably too structure wise. I had some a little bit some, too long. Yeah. yeah, pacing issues, a little bit of story issue, character, and the character development was pretty non-existent. Right. Not, like you don't need development per se. Like something like John Wick doesn't really have character development. Right. But you need a, interesting characters at least, and they had neither. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Stock characters. Right. I mean, they even they had don't the. Really change. They even had the like New York Italian guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fine. these were super Whatever. stock characters. Yeah, but it's yeah. just. You don't, other than just the good guys winning against the evil Nazis, you don't particularly care about mm-hmm. any of these guys. Yeah. And they don't particularly, like, there's no real character development, mm-hmm. you know? All right. So wrapping it up with entertainment value, what would you, what would you give Decent, it? Decent. Three, three and a half. Yeah, I would say, say three. three and a half. Yeah. I would say three. You enjoyed it I more than I did. It. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I liked it. Uh, it's not a movie I would want to watch again. No. Yeah. Mostly because of the pacing and there's no. Um, there's nothing to it. Right. Yeah. And now that you know what happens, there's just not much to see. Anymore. Right. And honestly, you go into the movie knowing what happens. The fun of the movie is watching how it, how it happens. happens. So it's not even... That's why I'm saying it's a movie that you can't even necessarily spoil. You know how it's going to turn right. out. Um, and that's an issue with all World War II It's just II a question movies. of how many of these initial characters make it out alive. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know that's that they're the not all question. going to. You know that some are. Who's going to make it? You don't it? know which ones do. Yeah. Who's going to make it and how are they going to go? Right. And what are they going to, and, and how are they going to make it count? Right. You know, that's the fun of this movie. It's not, you know, so entertainment wise, a little bit too long. It was difficult for me to watch with all the jump scares. They really, I think they should have completely taken those out. And Ultimately, yeah, beef up these characters and uh, market it appropriately yeah. market so that people it, know what they're doing. Yeah, got a lot better results. So you gave it three and a half. I would say three. So overall, this movie, when you add all of it together, is getting pretty high marks for what we would normally right. say. So we said acting was like three. three. Yeah. So I'd say three for acting, 
four for visuals, that's seven. Right. Uh, two for two structure. Two for structure, that's Unless nine. Three and then for, three, so yeah, 12. so 12. That's, that's big. pretty high. We don't have too many movies we've watched that we've we, ranked we've 12 or higher. We've been choosing purposefully goofy yeah. movies most of the time. Yeah, but a 12, a movie that gets a 12, is it's not a movie I'm going to be like trying to watch a lot. Right. And this, this movie is interesting because it's getting very good reviews. It's got... I'm sure they'll do fine if it only costs 40 million. No, it's not doing fine. Really? I mean, it's not going to be a total bomb. It's going to make that forty million back, right. but you know, when you count in marketing and stuff, it's yeah. probably going to lose a little bit of money. Um, Depending on how well they do on DVD sales and or sell to Netflix or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is something that people will watch on Netflix definitely. Right. So this is a good Netflix movie. Um, but it, it's getting 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So which, it, might, it might hang on. It might have legs, as they say, if it's getting decent reviews and yeah. 80% on Rotten Tomato. It just didn't have that fanfare of like... Right. But it's funny because some of the stuff that the people are... I, I think yeah. because everyone had a d- different idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah, it's it's funny some of the things that critics are saying about it. I almost feel like they are... I think they went in with such low expectations. Right. And the fact that it's a real movie has taken them off guard. Right. Uh, but it's some of them... of like a real war movie. Right. Stuff. Some of them said uh it's a movie you can watch over and over i'm like absolutely not, not. No. that is completely false right it, it will be it very boring have, on the I, second yeah, it'd be way too slow on the yeah. second i would watch the opening scene multiple right times. that's about it yeah yeah so anyway i thought that was interesting and especially the half in the bag interview where mike literally was like it's one of the best movies i've seen in this decade and jay said jay said i will chalk that up to uh being dramatic (laughs) now mike is pretty yeah yeah mike is pretty known for like this is the worst movie i've ever seen this is the best best movie i love it he's he's very yeah yeah and with him i'm guessing if he thought it was going to be the worst movie he had ever seen then it surprised him and that just right. dazzled him. But with this one, I definitely side with Jay. This movie was fine. Yeah. It, it was better than I expected. I'm not mad that I paid yeah, I to see it. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good movie, but it wasn't great. Yeah, and it's not something that I'm like, oh, make more it of It was these. better than I thought it would be. Yeah. But see, just because it was more of a real war movie than I thought it would be. Honestly, I think the reason you've kind of rated it higher than I did is because I knew how it was going to be because I listened to the Half in the Bag and review. And he saw the review. I didn't, I didn't yeah. seen anything other than the preview at the theaters. Right. So I already had my expectations That this managed. wasn't terrible. should be a decent movie. Yeah, so it's not right. going to be surprised. You weren't surprised by it. Because if they hadn't talked about it, I would have refused to go yeah, see it Yeah, we wouldn't have even theaters. watched it. Yeah. yeah. If you would have been like, do you want to go see that Overlord movie? I'd be like, fuck no. I never planning no. on it until you said, hey, these guys actually said it was good. Mm-hmm. So I did have that expectation going into it that it wasn't trash yeah that it was at least decent yeah but i at least knew it was going to be more of a war movie so i kind of right. i had the right expectations going into I think it it's, after it's, that, that it's more that that it's not even that it's so good that it's just a real movie when you're expecting yeah. like nazis in antarctica and go- total goofiness and right it's just like you said like grindhouse yeah but with a shotgun type stuff oh i was worried when i first saw it not even worse than even worse than Grindhouse, even worse than your average Nazi zombie movie. I almost got like a weird Abraham Lincoln vampire yes. hunter feel from it. I was like, is this going to be like fucking CG. Winston Churchill zombie right. hunter? With like weird like, steampunk stuff yeah. everywhere. They didn't have, luckily that was totally yeah. gone from it. I was worried they were going to bring in like famous characters and be like, oh, Charles de Gaulle is right. actually like a, you know, known zombie killer. And getting, oh, get yeah. Shot God, every time. Shit like that. Like, oh, like God. almost like the mummy type movie where it's, you know, with the Tom Cruise, like that type of movie. Yeah. Versus, or like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah, worried. I, you. you know, I honestly didn't think about that until just now, but 
There's none, of, and I think that's what made it feel more like a real war movie and a real movie is there was none of that like old versions of technology, like no. people with repeating crossbows, no. and, you know, weird shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like just it was the old. They would have like an old timey syringe with like a yellow fluid in it. That was like yeah. the only and tubes. Yeah. That was like the only technology. Right. And it that was... was so much better that way. Yeah. No one cares how they're making zombies. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see weird like. Missile, special like mach- like new machine guns that they don't even have now. Hansel and Gretel, right, exactly. Witch Hunter, that type of stuff. Yeah. Where it's like pump action crossbows and stuff. <laughs> and like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and I think I was a little bit worried. They even too, have like really was... old school timers for their C four, like they would really have. Yeah, and it wasn't. Some of the reviews called it revisionist history. It wasn't. It wasn't Other revising. Than the stuff we were it was just historical. Like, would just there be fiction. a black guy in an airborne on his own in an yeah, airborne? Unit? Would yeah. there be a woman who is going to be a veterinarian? Like, yeah, okay, it's possible. Probably not. Yeah, those were the only things that were really but nothing revisionist that affected about it. it. Really, just like yeah. this isn't quite how life was back then. Yeah, but not no. That didn't affect the story. It's just like okay, this is a movie. There also weren't zombies. Right. The, exactly. the Nazis also were. And not everything else zombies. was yeah. pretty true to as far mm-hmm. as I know. I didn't notice anything. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I mean, I would I would recommend it if you think you're into yeah. it. It's not something I'm gonna ever watch again, likely. Yeah, probably not. Unless it comes on Netflix and I'm just like, Hey, I'll watch a I'll watch a cool war scene then fall asleep. Um Overfield, they call it. <laughs> Over- <laughs> it's Overlord and Cloverfield. Oh Overfield. yeah. I was like Overfield. Clover- yeah. I like Cloverlord. Maybe it was gonna be Cloverlord. <laughs> Cloverlord. Oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's took the CL up and hit like yeah. <laughs> Wiped yeah, it off, Cloverlord. Otherwise, there's no reason to have called it Overlord. Oh man, yeah, that would have been weird. funny if it was going to be like Cloverlord. But why would it be? Clo- there's no, no reason to call it, it Cloverlord. No, I specifically remember that it was called Overlord at the time, and it was in the yeah, Wikipedia article. That, that was for, probably the biggest thing they yeah. could have done is make a better name for it. Yes, that's probably why nobody's going to see yeah, it. Yeah, because it gives it a totally wrong vibe. Like yeah, Overlord. Yeah, it sounds like Doom movie or some shit. Right. Like, and even the font is looks like that. Like, yes. oh, this is some video game like Wolfenstein that some kids are playing. I don't know yeah, about. Exactly. That's what it felt like. I thought yeah. maybe it was based on like Wolfenstein mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So overall, better movie than it than than it feels like it should be. Right. But you know, it would almost not- be a, it would be a much better movie if you went in thinking it was just about a World War II mission and mm-hmm. you don't know that there's zombies involved. Yeah, and you that find that cool. and you're like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Because yeah. it's not a big part of the movie. It's just a mm-hmm. weird twist added in. But instead, that was the entire marketing. You right. know what I mean? So so anyway, I think that is going to do it for us. Jump scare! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that actually worked. <laughs> and that's how I felt when they did it in the fucking movie. <laughs> So thank you for if you want to get in touch with us, email address bah, is bah, bah. I forgot to do the music. Faint praise podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. Or if you want to try to talk to me on Twitter, which I'm really not on, yeah, faint praise TJ, but you can you feel free to try. Feel free to tweet. Yeah, but thank you for listening and hopefully you will join us next time. See ya.